miracle worker, promise keeper, light and darkness. That's who he is. Does anybody know him to be a way maker this morning? A miracle worker, a promise keeper, light in the darkness. That's who he is. Can we just worship this way maker, miracle worker? Come on, bless his name. Waymaker, <laughs> miracle worker, promise keeper, light in darkness. That's who he is. Oh, he's a waymaker, y'all. Waymaker, promise keeper, light. My God, come on, can you bless him this morning? Waymaker. Miracle, miracle, promise, promise, light, light in the dark. My God, 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 we bless you this morning for being the way maker the one who opens doors the one who moves mountains the one who fights our enemies you're a way maker <laughs> the one who heals us when we're sick lifts us when we're down strengthens us when we're weak 
You're just a way maker. The one, the one who opens windows for us and pours out blessings. You, you do that which no one else can do. And God, we worship you this morning. We glorify you this morning. We honor you this morning. We praise your holy name. For nobody but you could do what you do. You're just good all by yourself. The old church say you don't need no help. You can do all that you do and you can do everything but fail. And so God, we bless you right now. We say thank you. We say glory. We say hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. For you are good. And your mercy endures forever. God come into this place. Sit with us for a while minister to us as you will and God when we leave this place let us leave here strengthened let us leave here better than we came heads were bent down when they came here but Lord we pray that they will be lifted up tears were in our eyes but God we pray that during this worship service that you would pull your divine handkerchief from heaven and dry our tears oh God in Jesus name and we know you'll do it because you're good we know you'll do it because you're great we know that you'll do it because you can do all things exceedingly well for Lord you are good and your mercies endure forever in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. If you know the Lord is good, come on and put those hands together and bless the name of the Lord. Come on and really bless his name. Don't pity Pat God. Go on and praise the Lord. Come on and bless his name for the good God that he is. Oh, he's been better than that. He's been better than that. He's been better than that. Lord, you are good. Here we go. And your mercy endures forever. Come on and bless his name, y'all. Lord, you are good and in mercy endureth forever. Do I have any witnesses out there? Come on, put your hands together in here. We're going to give him glory. Here we go. Here we go. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good and your mercy Say it again, Lord. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Here we go. People from every nation. People from every nation and tongue. From, from generation to generation. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 We Oh, you are 
Lord, you are. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Say it again, yeah. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. One more time, Lord. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Here we go, y'all. People from every nation. People from every nation and tongue. From generation to generation. in this church and let's take it on down another father I had two of the most beautiful people as my mother and father that was sister Edith Carter and brother Willie Wright Sr they were good ones they mentored me and let me just say if they call you boy our girl, do not be offended. Our, our scripture for today comes from Psalm 37, 25. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seeds begging for bread. Let us pray. This morning, our Heavenly Father, Father God, as again, we come to you giving you thanks. No matter what we say or how we say it, we could not thank you enough for what you have done. 
to the church family. Church, we are given, we are given things that we should do. Number one, we have the spoken word. We have no better person than our own Reverend Buffett that delivers that spoken word every Sunday on Wednesday nights. So we get the spoken word. Then we have the written words, Father God. The written words we, we get in the form of our Bibles that teaches us what we should do and how we should do it. Then we have that Holy Spirit, that little thing that touches us on the shoulder and say, that's not right. You're headed in the wrong direction. So what we have, we have things that should lead us and guide us where we would not go astray. But Father God, when we do go astray, astray we would like to thank you for getting us on, back on the right track and forgiving us for our sins and our errors. Father God, we thank you for this church. We thank you for this church leadership. And we just pray that you continue to bless us as you have in the past. For us in your name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody love him this morning? Anybody love him this morning? You, you can be seated if you want to, but can we just sing a love song to the Lord this morning? If you love him, why don't you say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Worship and adore I worship and adore you. Just wanna tell you. Just want to tell you that I love you. Lord, I love you more. More than anything. Don't let your mask be your muzzle. Why don't you tell them, Lord, I love you, Jesus? I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Day to tell you, just want to tell you that I love you, Lord. I love you more, more than you. Oh, if you love him this morning, why don't you tell the Lord I love you, Jesus? I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. Just want that I love you, Lord, I love you more, more than me. Come on, tell him, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you.
Thank you, Jesus. 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 You want to know the answer to that problem? Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. One more time, all over the building, unison. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you. I love you, Jesus. Jesus, I worship you. I worship and adore you. We just came to tell you. Just wanted to tell you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Yeah. Bless his name. Yeah. Bless his name. Bless his name. I feel the spirit of worship in this yeah. house this morning. Spirit of worship is in this house this morning. I'm not going to rush it because if you love the Lord, you ought to be given the time and space to tell him I love you. I love him. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus! Oh, how, how I love Jesus! I don't know about you, but I love Him this morning because He first loved me. Love the Lord that's been oh sing it oh I wonder, do you really love him this morning? Can you say, oh, how, oh, my God, my God. How I love Jesus. Oh, sing it all. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because, 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 because. bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Good to see each of you, my father's children. We're here to worship and praise the name of the Lord, our, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we do love the Lord. Make no mistake about it. We love him and we are in love with him. Amen. All because he first loved us. Amen. 
Amen. Good to see you. And for those of you who are with us watching and worshiping online, we thank God for your presence as well. I know you probably already shared it with your neighbor, but maybe the worship was so good you didn't get a chance to push that button. So right now, go ahead and share it because this is a good worship and you don't want your friends or your family to miss what the Lord is going to do in this service on this morning. Amen. Amen. It's already getting hot in here. Even the ushers are fan and amen. Ushers of his and got hot in here. Amen. Bless the name of the Lord. Listen, it's time that we give now in this, uh, our time of worshiping God through our giving. Uh, there should be a number on your screen. I think it's to the left of the screen, right about there. No, on this side. Okay, it's on that side. Right about there. There, 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 there. Right there. All right, right there. There's a number on your screen right there. If you will call, if you will text your giving to the number that's on the screen, or you can give by way of the church app. As always, you can drop your offering off at the office. Whatever you do, however you do it, we ask you to do two things. Give so liberally and give so cheerfully, for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. For those of you who are worshiping in this, in this sanctuary, we want to remind you that offering trays and baskets are located at the exits and entrances of the facility. Once you leave or once you enter, please drop your offering off in those baskets or those trades. Amen? God bless you and God keep you.
Somebody give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks unto the Lord. Amen. 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 Y'all singing. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. And listen, something I need y'all to get used to doing 
The psalmist says, oh, clap your hands, oh, ye people. Now, you know we don't have the choir like we normally have it. We have this abbreviated groups that are coming in. And, and because they are abbreviated, they have to hold microphones in their hands. Because they have to hold microphones in their hands, they can't clap. That's where you come in. Because you can't sing, but you can. I wish somebody would come on and go with me here. Can, can you give me just, just one more verse of that old give thanks and let them get their clapping in? Because there's some folk in there that needed to clap. They, did, they didn't realize that was their part. That was their part. Come on. Come on. Oh, oh. Come on. Now y'all clap your hands. Come on. together. Amen. Let us glorify his name together. Amen. We thank God for new members. We want to welcome to our, our, our K Chapel family on this morning. We have five new members that we want to give uh, the right fist bump of fellowship to. Amen. Amen. And why are we giving them the right fist bump of fellowship? Because, listen, uh, we're still in a pandemic. And I want to thank those of you who are here and worshiping with us. We're continuing to wear our mask. Uh, as you've seen, uh, you know, the numbers are iffy and skipping around every which way. And it seems like they're on the rise again. And so we're going to continue to do what we can uh, as we worship in person. So we thank you for wearing your masks while you are in the sanctuary, while you're gathered here in, in person. And we want to invite now um, just a few of members of our uh, ministry teams to come and, and welcome these new members, giving the right fist bump of fellowship to Charlene Anderson, Jada Carmel, Carmel, uh, Christopher Levine, Rosalind Levine, and Jemiah Perry. If you're here, won't you come now and get, uh, if you show them right to the center, we're going to ask Deacon Perry Allen, Sister Linda Butler, Mother Loretta Epps, Sister Helen Luster, and one, just, just one member of the ministry team, just one, just one ministry of the ministry team, amen, to go down and give the right hand of fellowship to these, our new members. Come on, K Chapel, let's welcome them in with a great big hand. Fellowship, what a joy, my 
Good morning, Kay Chapel. We ask that you keep all of our bereaved families in your prayers. Brother John Johnson lost his mother, Sister Viola Johnson. The funeral arrangements are incomplete at this time, and we will share those arrangements with you as they are made known to us. The funeral of Brother Willie Langston, I'm sorry, Langford, the husband of Sister Marilyn Langford, was held on yesterday here at Kate Chapel. A graveside service for Sister Janice McElroy, the sister of Sister Patrice Martin, was held on yesterday at Garden Memorial Cemetery here in Jackson. We have Brother uh, Sammy Henderson, one of our ushers. He's in the Baptist Hospital. Mother Cora Montgomery is in Manhattan Nursing Home. Brother Walter Cheatham and Brother Benny Lowry are in rehab. We have those that are requesting your continued prayer, Sister Melaine Smith, Sister Jackie Larry, Sister Robbie Singleton, Brother Charles Hodge, Sister Mildred Wyvette Smith, and Brother Percy Lee. And as you always hear me say, I've said it before, and I will continue to say it. Pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen.
Blessings for granted. We look at what we have and then we look at what others have. And we wonder why it couldn't be us. Look at where somebody else is living and wonder why in the Lord blessing us like that. 
look at what somebody else is driving and wonder why God hadn't put that in your driveway. But I wish there were five and I'd make six. Grateful folk in this house. Who recognize that whatever you have, you ought to be thankful. And if I don't have designer clothes, I thank God for clothes. If I don't have a steak, I thank God for bologna steak. If I don't have this, that, or other, I've just learned to be content with whatsoever God has blessed me with. I'm I'm grateful because I know he didn't have to do it. But oh, I'm so glad that he did. Is there anybody grateful in this house this morning? I'm grateful this morning, thankful this morning. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Grateful. Thankful. Bless the Lord. He's good to me in the way that I need him to be. Mm. And maybe if you started saying thank you for what you have, you realize just how blessed you are. Amen. Psalm 37 and verse 25. Psalm 27 and verse 25. And I believe this is written from one who has discovered the blessing of being grateful. He writes, I've been young, now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I feel like preaching this morning. I want to tag this thought, this text with this thought. I've never seen it. I've never, I've never seen it. Over the course of time and the expanse of space, God grants and allows us to witness and behold both the beauty of his creation and the brokenness of a world polluted by sin. Day in and day out, we see some of both. We see his beauty and we see the brokenness. Day in and day out, we see the highs and the lows of the human condition. We see the best of our aspirations and the worst of our inclinations. We see the incredible zeniths to which man can ascend. And yet we also see the depths of depravity to which man can sink. When time and chance intersect, we are privy to 
the production of an amazing dichotomy of life that oftentimes exposes humanity at its best and humanity at its worst. Stands to reason why in one week we as a people can rejoice in seeing the first black woman ascend to the seat of the Supreme Court. We can celebrate that as a people. Then as a people, we have to go from rejoicing to mourning over another racialized massacre of black people in Buffalo, New York, just yesterday. We see the good. We see the evil. We witness the triumphs and the tragic. We behold the ups and the downs. But with all that we are allowed to witness, experience, and behold, there is one thing that this text reminds us preachers that we will never see. With all that is uncertain, unsettled, and unstable in this world, David reminds us in this text that there is something that we can be sure that we will never witness. And here it is. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. David, David, David is an older man writing this psalm as he reflects upon the fact that in his lifetime he has been made to witness a lot of things. Listen to him. I've been young. Now I'm old. I, I've, been, I've been the young upstart. But now I'm the senior manager. I've I've been the whippersnapper, but now I need to use the clapper, you know, clap on, clap off. I've, I've, I've been full of energy and strength, and now I have to measure my steps and take my time about anything that I do. I, I used to get up out of bed without even thinking about it. But now I need to slide out and, and hold my position for a while. Think about how I'm going to get up. I wish I had some folk who would go with me here. I've been young, and now I'm old. He says, and in all this time, I've, I've seen a lot of things happen. He says, I've reflected upon God's beauty. And, and when he thought about God's beauty, he wrote in Psalm 8, he said, Oh Lord, how our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in the place. He said, I've seen some wonderful things. The beauty of your creation. What is man that thou art mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? But then David sees both the vastness of creation wrought by God's hand and the vulgarness of contempt perpetrated in man's heart, which allows him to write in Psalm 140, Deliver me, O Lord. 
from the evil man preserve me from the violent man which imagine mischiefs in their heart continually are they gathered to, together for war they have sharpened their tongues like a serpent adders poison is under their lip, lips keep me O Lord from the hands of the wicked preserve me from the violent man who have purposed my overthrow to overthrow my goings in, in fact in fact in fact in fact, David, David reflects as an older man on all of his life and all that he has been made to experience and witness. And when his life begins to flash before him, he thinks about all the evil and wickedness that he has seen. David has seen the ways of people. He has heard the words of people. He has watched people say one thing and do another. David, David has seen a king by the name of Saul bless him one day and then throw a spear at him the other day. He, he's seen, he's seen his own son Absalom become too ambitious and try to steal the throne out from his own father. He has seen Ahithophel, his own counselor, mount a conspiracy against him to undermine his authority. He has witnessed the criticism of mean-spirited men who cursed him to his face wanting to see him fail as king. David, as an older man, said, I've seen some stuff. Folk, folk who say they will whip me turn their backs on me. I've seen some stuff. In fact, in fact, he begins this very psalm, Psalm 37, saying, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. You can tell by how David writes this text that he's an older man. Because if he were a younger man, a little less mature, you, you know how you used to be when folk got you mad. You, you wouldn't say fret not yourself. Folk got you mad and you were in your young days. You, you may have gone to God in prayer, but that was after you had taken care. Because your prayer was, Lord, forgive me for what I just did. But David, David here in his maturity says, fret not, don't worry about evil folk. Don't get bent out of shape because of wicked folk. Don't, don't go putting your hands or your mouth on folk who are spreading lies on you and, and starting rumors about you and putting your name in the street and, and causing folk to look at you with skeptical eyes. David says, don't worry about them because soon they shall be cut down like the grass and wither as the green earth. That ought to bless somebody right there. 
because you were deciding that you had to get back at somebody. But the Lord stopped me by here this morning to tell you, leave it alone. Put them in God's hands. Take your hands and your mouth off of them and leave it up to the Lord. Fret not thyself because of evil doers. This was a mature and mellowed David who had grown in his understanding of God's righteousness, God's ability to vindicate his children. And as a mature man, he realized there were some battles that weren't his. There were some fights he didn't have to have. There were some folk he didn't have to respond to. I wish y'all would talk to me in here. There were some Facebook posts you don't need to spend your time on. There are some Instagrams you don't need to go to bed with in your spirit. You, you need to leave that stuff along and give it to God. He says, fret not thyself. You know, my brothers and sisters, as you age, you ought to do more than get old. As you age, you ought to do more than get old, but you should get wise. As you age, you should become more in sync with the spirit of God so that you don't act outside of yourself and outside of your Christian witness and outside of your discipleship and outside of that whom God has called you to be. Folk who made you mad at 30 ought not be a blip on your radar at 50 at 60 you still mad folk folk who used to get you mad when you were 35 still get you mad at 75 you hadn't gotten wise the older you get you ought to have more power more control more patience more faith more love more forgiveness more wisdom and more understanding if all you get from aging is arthritis something's wrong with you so David let me hurry David as an old man says I've been young now I'm old Folk I used to fight with, I don't fight with no more. Things I used to worry about, I don't worry about anymore. Things that used to cause me pain and problem, I've learned how to give it over to the Lord. He said, and I learned in all of this that God will take care of me. He says, so I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Now, 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 Brother Deacon, I need you to pay attention to what David said, but also what he did not say. 
because he did not say that he had not seen the righteous suffer. Because he had. He did not say that he had not seen the righteous afflicted because he had. He did not say that he had not seen the righteous experience problems or endure persecution. He had, in other words, bad things happen. I'm going to say not the good people, but the God's people. Bad things happen to God's people. God's people get sick. God's people lose their jobs. God's people, ah, from every now and then, they go through death and divorce or destruction. God's people have bad things happen to them. So when David says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. What he is saying is not that we don't go through some bad things, but when we're going through the bad, that number one, God never abandons his own people. That's the first thing. He says, I've never seen God abandon his children. That, that, that's what he says later in verse 28. He says, for the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. David says, listen, don't get all upset and uptight when you find yourself somewhere where you didn't plan on being in life because God will not abandon his children. You might go through a fire, but God will not abandon his children. You might wade through the flood, but God will not abandon his children. You might walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but God will not abandon his children. You might be laying on your sick bed but God will not abandon his children he said I never seen God turn his back on his children he said I've never seen the Lord abandon his own people do I have a witness here I've never that's why God says in Genesis 28 and 15, Behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. For watch this, I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. God says, listen, ain't going nowhere. I, I know you've experienced from time to time people who were close to you not being able to be found when you needed them, but God says, ain't going nowhere. I'll be right there when you call me. I'll be right there when you need me. I'll be right there when you lift up your arms and hands to me. I'll be right there for I will never forsake or abandon my own children. David says, I've never seen it. I've never seen 
him abandon his own. And not only does God never abandon his own people, but David says, I've never seen a time. I've never seen a time when God lacks in his own provisions. He said, I've never seen a time. That's when he says, or his children begging bread. He said, I've never seen God abandon his children. And I've never seen his children go without what they need. He said, I've never seen it. David says, I've never seen the righteous not have their needs met. I've never seen God not have enough to supply the needs of his people. What, what David is talking about, he's saying, he's saying, listen, God has an enormous supply that never runs out. He said, I, I, I've never seen God run out of mercy. I've never seen God uh, have, have to put blessings on back order. I've, I've never seen God have to put love on layaway. I've never, I've never seen God not have enough of what I need and, and have to go somewhere to outsource it and get it to me. My God is rich in houses and wealth. All of the gold and silver belong to him. The cattle of a thousand hills are his. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. God never runs out. And even when it looks like you're not going to have enough. My brothers and sisters, I need somebody to know this morning. God not only has what you need, but he's got enough of what you need. He, he not only has what you need, but he's got enough. That means, that means when you run out, he, he, he's got some more from, he, he, he just goes and pulls a little bit more. And, and, and he ain't going in heaven looking under this and peeping under that trying to see where it is. He, he's got more than enough. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All that I need in his hand has provided. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Lord unto me. That means whatever I need, my God's got it. Whatever I'm going through, God has enough for me. When I feel like I'm at my wit's end, he has enough strength. When I feel like I can't get up and go on, he has grace to meet me by my bedside. When it feels like I don't have the intellect to push my way through, I learn that I can call on him and he'll give me divine inspiration and revelation and information and transformation for what I need. God's got it. He's got it. And he's got more than enough to feel my every need. If he needs to, pow, he can tell a raven bird 
to come feed you. Because that's the kind of God he is. If he needs to, he'll tell a widow woman, go to her cupboard and fix a, a little hoe cake. Because that's the kind of God I wish I had a witness in this house. If he needs to, he'll take a lad's lunch. Just two pieces of fish. Five loaves of bread and he'll multiply to feed the 5,000. If he needs to. There's nothing too hard for my God. Good God Almighty. That blessed me right there. That blessed me right there. If he needs to turn water into wine, he can do that. If he needs. Thirdly, thirdly, and I'm through. Last thing. David says, I've never seen. I've never seen God falter at his own promises. He never falters at his own promises. Can, can I take my time and try to show this to you? I'm glad that God makes us promises. But can I tell you what I'm really glad about? That God makes promises to himself. I'm glad that he makes me promises. But I'm absolutely excited about the fact that he makes promises to himself let me show it to you Abraham was made a promise by God he said I'm going to make of you a great nation he said I'm going to bless you so much you won't be able to count the numbers of people that will come out of you he said, I'm going to start by giving you and Sarah a son. That's the promise he made to Abram, who was to become Abraham. But Abram got to thinking about that thing. He looked at himself and said, I'm an old man. He looked at his wife. He knew not to call her old. <laughs> so, so, so maybe he just said something like, you're past childbearing. Yes. But he made them a promise. Abraham looked at what God had to work with and asked the question, how can I know that you will do what you have promised me? God said, I'm going to show it to you. God, God told him, go, go, go and get 
get some animals and split them into two, get a ram and get a calf and get a turtle dove and split them into two and put one half on this side and one half on the other side. Abraham went and got the animals and cut them in two and split them on each side. And after he did that, he was tired, so he sat down and took a nap. And while he was napping, God came to him in a dream. I wish I had a witness. Came to him in a dream. Said, now, I'm going to show you something, Abraham. In this dream, Abraham saw in this dream a furnace that was burning. That was moving in between the two halves of these split animals. And he didn't know what was going on except when he remembered that in his culture in the ancient Near East there was this practice that when a weaker nation came into covenant with a stronger nation that part of the covenant agreement was to split animals and the two kings from those nations would walk through the split animals as a covenant agreement between two nations. The, the weaker nation was saying to the stronger nation, we will serve you as long as you protect us. And the split animals were a sign that if either of us broke our agreement, so shall this happen to us as it has happened to this animals, these animals. In other words, we both will die. So when Abraham sees a smoking furnace moving through these split animals, that represents one party but there is no other party I wish y'all would come on and go with me I told you before I'm glad God makes promises to me but I get more excited that he makes promises to himself because what this represented was that even though this promise was about Abraham it didn't have anything to do with Abraham. This promise was going to be completely on the shoulders of God himself. Y'all missed your shout right there. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad this morning that God blesses me sometimes and it ain't got nothing to do with me. It's got everything to do with him. You can sit there if you want to and act like that every blessing you got is because you've been so good. But there's some things that the Lord did that didn't have anything to do with you, but had everything to do with God himself. God said, I'm going to bless you. God said, I'm going to hook you up. God said, I'm going to fight for you. God said, I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. God said, I'll defeat your enemies. God said, I'll bless you going out. God said, I'll bless you coming in. God said, and I'm glad this morning that what God said 
sometimes ain't got nothing to do with me because if it had to do with me I would have counted myself out a long time ago is there anybody here who can testify today that if it had been based upon your behavior your blessings would have been canceled a long time ago if it had been based upon how good you were it would have been canceled a long time ago but God made a promise not just to you but God made a promise to himself is there anybody here who's glad today that God keeps all of his promises. God keeps He blessed you and he blessed you he blessed you you and you you, you, and you, 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 and you, and here's the news report. It didn't have anything to do with you. He blessed you in spite of you, not because of you, but in spite of you. Can anybody glorify God for some in spite of blessings, in spite of myself? In spite of my language, in spite of my sinfulness, in spite of my wretchedness, in spite of my unholiness, God so been good. God has been good to me. God has smiled on me. And he keeps on blessing me. He keeps on blessing me because of promises he made to me, but mostly because of promises he made to himself. thank God we thank God for the message but oh we have to also thank him for the messenger God is good to us and we thank him for every blessing right now we're going to open the doors of the church if there's anyone that would like to give their life to Christ, if you're watching by way of live streaming, there's a number on the screen that you can call. 
And if there's anyone that's present right now, you can pray this prayer, whether you're at home or here, and say, Lord God, I know I'm a sinner. And Father, I ask that you will forgive me for my sins. I believe that you are the Son of God. And Jesus, I believe that God raised you from the dead. And right now, I ask that you will come into my heart. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, call the number on the screen or either see one of the members of the orientation committee. and they will pray with you. now that all hearts are content and we thank God for being in this place today and we pray he will stay with us this day forward now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen. 
Amen.